All right, guys, we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Everything Virtual. I'm here with Ronnie and this time around with John. John, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing really good. So yeah. you are uh, you are on the East Coast. I'm West Coast. Ronnie's in the Midwest. I know we talked briefly uh, earlier about our quarantine and lockdown uh, situations, but how, how's everything on the East Coast with you right now? East Coast is good. Uh, yeah, I'm down in Atlanta, so it's not too terrible here yet. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of all bizarre. It's like it's not even like every day gets like something new happens or something worse happens. It's literally mm-hmm. like every few hours. So it's yeah, it's just <laughs> just been kind of interesting, as is like with anywhere right now, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's it's not too bad. My wife and I are both working from home, so got plenty of time to do some VR and hang and yeah, there you go. it's not bad. How about you, Ronnie? How are things in the Midwest? Yeah, same. I mean, yeah, it's, I've been experiencing the same stuff that John has just every few hours and kind of not knowing the, you know, just the uncertainty of everything. I think not knowing yeah. exactly what's coming down, down the corner is kind of scary, but, uh, but yeah, we're all good and healthy and, uh, now I'm with family and everything, so that's really nice. And mm-hmm. brought all my VR with me, so I have all of I have lots of stuff to do between work and <laughs> yeah. and, and and this stuff. And you know, I I have a lot to do, but it, it's crazy to me. I think the the weirdest thing about it all is when you stop when you get on these kind of calls or when you get uh, on different live streams or and just realize that literally everybody is dealing with the same thing all at once everywhere. Yeah is something that I don't think I've ever quite experienced before. I mean, I, the fact that what's going on at my work is going on at your work, that's going on with everyone and all these public buildings are empty and all, it's just like nuts, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. kind of, it's really surreal. So. No, it's, it's definitely some unprecedented times right now. I mean, I, I, John and I were just talking earlier about how there's no, like, yeah, we don't know when the last time like something like this was happening to people. And I just feel like nobody or not. I shouldn't say nobody, but I feel like a lot of people just aren't grasping how big this is going to be. This is going to be all over like tech books yeah. in the next like 10, 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how the entire world just completely shut down. Now, but, so some of the interesting stuff I was reading and I granted these are all just like predictions and no one really knows what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. um, I guess one of the interesting things that has kind of happened in the last couple of weeks that might have repercussions is just how much change was possible in short, such a short amount of time, things that, you know, policies being changed and laws being enacted and all of these things so mm. quickly on a moment's notice that were things that just a couple of weeks ago seemed like they were, they would be impossible to implement kind of puts things in a new perspective where if you think that a policy should be changed or that something more could be done about something maybe going forward people won't be so quick to say that it's not possible to make huge you know changes in a short amount of time yeah i mean that's that's always the hope coming out of something like this right i I mean even so yeah it's across all sectors but like the one thing that hit me was you know all these companies who say you're not allowed to work from home or whatever but they're kind of forced to do it now i i wonder how much telecommuting will become even more prevalent Mm, Um, just because I felt like a lot of companies, a lot of forward thinking companies were really starting to head in that direction. And a lot of companies that were dragging their feet on it started to, or, well, you know, kind of have to have or implement something at this point. So, you know, I just, I just wonder how much of an impact that 
will make in the next, you know, over the next five years as we, uh, I, I, I'm not trying to make a prediction how long this will take, but <laughs> as we, as we Ooh, kind of years. hopefully roll out of this, you know, what companies will be like, oh, you know, actually we don't need to pay for like 10,000 square feet of office space. Why don't we have like people work from home and you know what I mean? Like just, I want, I wonder the, the type of business changes that will be happening across, yeah. uh, across the world. I mean, obviously it's short term, but yeah, another thing that I had read that's kind of interesting is yeah, the idea that it prior to this moment in time, people would usually say what usually the discussion would be around can we do like we should do it some we should do things in person unless there's a reason to do it yeah, yeah. online and now at least temporarily it's going to be the reverse it's going to be why do, do I really need to go to yeah. in person and meet with someone? Do like, I really want to breathe the same air as this yeah. other person? Ugh. The default, yeah. the default will be, yeah, of course we would do it online. Wait, you're suggesting we need to do this in person? <laughs> Give me the reason why. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely going to be a shift in mindset. Now, I, I just, you know, I just don't know how long it'll last in terms of, well, so for me, like, I'm just thinking about the fact that like now every time I hear somebody cough, I'm just like, oh, like it's it's like knee jerk reaction. Yeah. It's like, OK, I need to like stay away or go home or like sanitize myself. And I wonder what the next when the next time will be where like somebody in the room coughs and I don't immediately think yeah. like, oh, my God, is the world ending? Right. Well, and, that, and that's the other thing about online communication now, as opposed to in person, mm -hmm. uh, in person, you have to worry about those things. And so you're a little bit more on edge, <laughs> whereas online. Mm -hmm. Like you could be coughing up a storm right now yeah. and it wouldn't phase me. And like, it, that was just some of these things that I was reading about, like people are going to become probably at least in the short term, much more comfortable with people online mm -hmm. than in person, which is the opposite of how things are traditionally. Usually yeah. being in person lets you kind of feel like you're more connected with someone and, and, and slowly that might shift because mm -hmm. of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the perfect segue into what this podcast is actually about in terms of virtual reality. Because, you know, I mean, one, one of the things that we've been going back and forth on with text messages and things like that, as this whole thing is kind of played out is, you know, what is, what is VR's role in all this? Um, and how will this fundamentally change the industry? How will this fundamentally change our daily interactions? The fact that this technology is here, it's not yet you know, I'm, I'm sure um, it's not yet mainstream in a sense, but mm. it's definitely available to the mainstream. So now that we are here with potential lockdown and quarantine being talked about for not weeks, but months, um, you know, like what are, what are your thoughts? And I feel like there's so many different ways we can dig into this, but I feel like just in the conversations we've been having separately and then together on our group text messages, like there's just been, I feel like there's a lot of different ideas about how, you know, society will move forward and how VR will play a role. So based on what you guys have read, based on what you're, you know, what are, what are some of the big takeaways you think that might happen from VR? John? Man. Uh, and don't uh, worry, John, there's no, there's no right or wrong answers. No, no. I, yeah, I know there's not. It, it's, but it is interesting. I was actually, I was on the phone with a buddy this morning or actually on Skype. Um, and we were talking about this very thing. And it seems like, uh, like all the VR has been around for the past, you know, like, little bit like the past few few years like a little more widely adopted and then really just this past year with quest is like the first you know headset that that really like allows like just total adoption from the masses uh yeah. like without having to be hardwired into a pc and that sort of thing uh mm -hmm. so we're, we're really on the front line of of like where that's at right now 
And to me, like I was, we were talking about like the first iPhone. I was like with smartphones, it took people like a little bit to get on like the smartphone game. And then mm -hmm. obviously now you've got like, like Android and iPhone, even more specifically, like, you know, Samsung and Apple, like those are like the two kind of like big players or whatever, but it, it took a while for everyone to, to get there. But we're at a stage now where like, dude, if this happened, you know, before, before smartphones, like everyone would be like, what am I going to do with my time? Like, like literally you'd be, you know, just like texting on like your, your old, like little razor phone or juke phone or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But so now we're, we're at a stage where VR is a reality and uh, uh, like it's not widely adopted for, for the most part. So people aren't necessarily seeing the value outside of, you know, folks like us who obviously kind of like are, are into it for, for gaming, but also for, uh, I'll be quite honest, like I'm not super into gaming. I'm, I adopted VR mostly for like social interactions. I was very, very intrigued by, by that aspect of things. And like Facebook horizons has to be super intrigued, especially if like, yep. I, like I, like I've been wondering if Facebook is really going to try and like steamroll that out now, since it's like, since we are in this I sort of, be surprised. yeah, yeah. Me, me either, especially since like movies and stuff are all going like straight to VOD right now. And I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's like with everything that happened in Oculus Connect last year, them showing like, you know, VR and AR, like working together to be a, so you could literally be in like a space, not just a virtual space, but a space that you're familiar with, with with friends, family or coworkers, you know, for like a more practical use, I guess. Um, it will be very, very interesting. Um, I like I wouldn't be surprised that now the caveat, I guess, to people, you know, buying like a quest or something right now is everyone's out of work. So no one's really yeah. going to be like, yeah, no, one, yeah. no one's really going to be wanting to drop 400 bucks on a headset right now necessarily. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it really is like, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's, you know, for me, like, I've been for the past two or three days trying to hop in VR being like, Oh man, I like, I need to like, I, it's been a minute since I've even hopped in. So I need to get mm -hmm. into it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. G give me your thoughts, I guess, Ronnie on what you're thinking. Yeah. I mean, two quick things pop to mind. Like one, like similar to what you mentioned with Facebook horizons. I think if you're a developer working on uh, a social VR application or even gaming for that matter, I think, the reasons behind what you are working on before have now shifted tremendously in a way that I think can really motivate people out there that, that the work they're doing in VR is going to be super, super important for mm -hmm. now and in the future. I mean, I, Facebook horizons last year was kind of a, you know, alternative to meeting up with people from distances, but it seemed like it's, it seemed like something that, Oh yeah. If you want to, you know, be around people that, uh, for some reason you're not able to, you know, travel to right now, this is like, you know, a more convenient way to do it. And given what's going on with, you mm -hmm. know, all this stuff now, it's almost a necessity. It's going to, it's, it's now we need to work on this because people can't interact with each other anymore in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's kind of a momentum, momentous shift in terms of going from something that's just kind of a convenience option to something that's potentially going to be necessary in order to actually interact with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, so that's kind of one thing. And, and like I said, if, if, I mean, if I was working on 
any of those projects at Facebook where you saw like, you know, short-term horizon, long-term, some of the demos that they were showing where they were capturing facial expressions and, right. uh, right. and bodies for in-game avatars and that sort of thing. Like all of a sudden the work you're doing on that could be super transformative to society as a whole, because if you can, if, if, if we get to the point where we can project ourselves pretty accurately in VR spaces, you can rapidly see, like, I know things are still expensive, but at the end of the day, it might become something worth paying for if yeah. you can't leave your home. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so that's kind of crazy to me. And then the other thing, I guess, more for the time being, I mean, obviously right now, most of what we use VR for is gaming and all that kind of stuff. There are really, you know, useful social apps as well. Um, but one thing that like, as someone that, was an early adopter of this technology and saw what it used to be like to bring people to the fold versus what it might be like in the future. I mean, the for me, the prevalent way of getting people to try VR and get into it before was having parties or people would come over and you'd pass around the headset from person to person and everyone would get to try it and have so much fun. And it, VR, the VR headset was almost like this social device where everybody could enjoy it in, in settings. I feel like that's already that I think that's going to change dramatically to where a person's virtual reality headset is going to be a very personal item. Mm -hmm. That's going to be just for you kind of thing. Yep. And if you're into VR, it's not going to be something that you really readily share with others or that other people would even want to share with you. And so I think that that's also going to transform, I guess, how people get exposed to VR. In the short mm -hmm. term, it's going to be difficult to expose people. But uh, I think once, if if there if if Facebook and and Valve and other you know people out there are going to Apple potentially, um, Microsoft, you know, who knows who gets more into this space? Because really, so many things are going to be up in the air as, in mm -hmm. terms of what companies are going to now be focusing on. Um, but I could see, I could see, you know, I, I just think pushing VR to the masses is going to be a little bit different messaging. Now it's going to be more about, do you want to be able to kind of escape your, your, <laughs> your, your current reality a little bit more and, <laughs> and Hey, this is the way to do it. Whereas before, you know, you'd see these more social kind of, you know, marketing type pushes for vr i think it's going to be more about letting people uh you know get a chance to to leave their current situation so i don't i don't know and and it echoes some of some of what you'd hear from from zuckerberg and others when they would talk about they they saw the potential like i think john carmack had mentioned this uh, multiple times about the idea that this that that vr allow like vr is more important for the less privileged than it was for the the the, the super privileged so mm -hmm. like a lot of that messaging was kind of like well and you know may if you're pretty privileged you know you have access to large open spaces you get to do all of these really cool things in real life you might not see all of the value that vr can actually bring part of the value of vr is it allows people to experience you know big spaces and new environments and and travel and all of these things uh, for people that were limited to very small spaces and limited in by their circumstances, they weren't able to get out in the world. And so VR, like when they were developing some of this stuff, some of that, those ideas were in the back of their mind that mm -hmm. they were actually going to 
be giving people experiences that that maybe some people are fortunate enough to have, but not everyone is. And 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 you know, I guess that now given the new the new reality, that there might be a lot more people now in that category to benefit from what VR can bring. So yeah, I don't know. No, no. I mean, that's those are those are like definitely valid points. I, I, I mean, I think it's it's tough because obviously, like as a show, we are we are very much VR optimists. So I think that there's this yeah. idea that like, okay, adoption should be a little bit more widespread now. People are kind of stuck at home. People are looking for things to do and ways to connect. But I do wonder if VR is still somewhat in uh, a bit of a silo, right? Like, like all of us as early adopters love it and we can speak volumes to it right but it's it's one of those things where um yeah to add, add to the point what john said earlier like you know who who has 400 right now to spend on something if you you know if you're out of work if you're uncertain about where uh your next meal is coming from or when your job will be back so like all those things 100 um kind of give me the sense that there is a lot of potential on the development side to see, okay, what are the things that can really enhance life um, in a way that, uh, not that they weren't doing that before, but right now, just with the confines of how everyone's situation is, we're kind of being forced to look at that and reevaluate and almost like really spearhead that type of development, right? But for the rest of the population, I don't know that getting an Oculus Quest is you know, at the top of their bucket list. But for someone like me who has one and who loves it, like I'm, I'm starting to think like, I feel like the way that it would spread is someone like me being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell my parents to get one. I'm going to tell my brother to get one because they're, we're all in different cities and it'd be cool to do like uh, a virtual hang. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's frustrating as it would be to <laughs> talk your parents through setting up a yeah. VR headset. It's one, it's one of those things where it's like, we, you know, we will continue to be those conduits of like spreading the message and, and bring the, I don't know what the word is, the, the Paul Revere is like, you know, like, hey, VR is coming, VR is coming type of thing. And like, try it out, try it out. Even though we can't have these social parties, we're going to have to find ways to do it differently. Not not we have to, but like, I think we're going to want to find ways to do it a little bit differently than it's been done before. Right. So um, I don't know that I'm even there yet in terms of like wanting to get my parents in on one, but it's like one of those things where now that I know people who have them, or if I do know people who have them, it's going to be like, hey, like, let's do a VR hangout because yeah. we don't know when the next time we'll actually see each other. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, we'll see because I, I think that there will be, you know, there's definitely there's definitely a portion of the population that is, um, you, you know, trying to figure out where their, you know, what their financial situation will be like. And then you have like what you're talking about earlier, like the, the privilege of the population who um, right now they're probably saving money because they can't go out and spend, you know, $400 on a fancy dinner. So it's like, oh, well, if we're going to be stuck at home, let's just get a VR headset. You know what I mean? Like, um, and again, I'm just talking about hypotheticals. This is not, this is not anyone, but yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, you're going to have people all across the spectrum. And I think for a lot of people who are bored at home, who have the means to do it, like they might be the ones to take the plunge right now because it's like, oh, VR is that shiny new thing that I wanted again to but I didn't have the time and I didn't have the reason. And now I have both. Mm-hmm. So an- another thing that I wanted to kind of like, I wonder what the impact is going to be on VR development, mm-hmm. just in terms of, you know, 
people already kind of struggling before trying to make money on VR titles, if they're going to be able to continue to do this kind of work with the current situation, if it's going to stop people from focusing on VR and have to get into other fields just to kind of make ends meet, or on the other hand, maybe they won't be as an impacted. Maybe, you know, the, the people that were buying VR content before are going to be buying even more VR content now because mm-hmm. of the situation and maybe it'll help them. Like, it, I, I don't really know, but they, these are just things that are like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, some thoughts on my head can't, you know, were running, running past my brain about, you know, what if this kills VR? What if, you know, mm-hmm. in this incubation period, something like this triggers, you know, just the collapse of, what everybody was trying to accomplish. I mean, on the, on the other hand, Facebook has kind of been propping up a lot of what's been happening in VR anyways. Maybe this will only further motivate them to continue to pour money into yeah. this because they see a, a value in, 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 in VR going forward. I, I don't know, but these yeah. are, not going to lie, these are all, I mean, at this point, VR isn't the only, I mean, there's so many repercussions yeah. to an event like this that, are unforese- that were unforeseeable and are continue to be uncertain. So, yeah. I mean, VR was a fledgling industry, uh, you know, several months ago, but there are very mature industries that are probably now facing potential collapse. So, yeah, yeah that's true. I just, I still, uh, yeah, and again, like Zane said, we're optimists. So when it comes to VR, so I, I don't know. I, I guess my hope is like. I've never had, I've never put someone in the Oculus and they've been like, oh, that sucked. Like every <laughs> every time, literally every single time. And it's one of my favorite things to experience is watching someone get to do it for the first time. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I threw it on at a Microsoft store. I was like, what even? I was like, I had no idea. You have no idea. So, and I remember like one at one moment, like for me specifically was like throwing my dad inside and watching him do like the intro to Vader Immortal episode one. And he's in, you know, he's in the ship and then the Star Destroyer comes over him. And he's like, he was just like blown, like mind blown because he's been a Star Wars fan since the first one came out. And, you know, like, he's just like, he's in the world. So he's like, this is insane. I, I would hope that like, I don't know. I've even told my friends like who have come over and gotten to try it. I've been like, Hey, I know everyone might be like a little tight on cash right now, but if y'all can figure it out, get a quest so that we can hang virtually because it yep. is better than doing like a Skype call or whatever. Oh, yeah, you know? 100%. It's, it's so, it's so cool. And like, it, not to negate the fact that like, even what we're doing right now to, to compensate just being in different States, because that's kind of like, that's just the reality of our situation as a podcast, but like, it's, it's just, there's just something to it. So I, I hope that, that we're able to kind of, uh, people will see the value in that. And I, like the, every time I tell someone like about that, that whole segment at um, Oculus connect, you know, last year when they were talking about like the very like lifelike avatars and like full body mm-hmm. tracking, all that sort of thing. Every like anytime I show someone, even just that little snippet, they're like, that's insane. And I'm like, yeah. And that's not like concept pieces. Like that's, you know, that's alpha right now. It's just, it's just not like, out out yet but like yeah, yeah it's possible it's, but it's, yeah it's, it's, it's coming it's coming yeah. yeah so i think i don't know and and it's you know like we're saying you know everyone is locked up and you know i think i think the kind of the the um 
VR is like often seen or has the potential to often be seen as like this dystopian sort of reality uh, for like, with, like people think like ready player one, right. And like the stacks and like extreme poverty, et cetera. But you know, like, this is a di this is an entirely different situation. This was a situation that was out of our control. It's not like VR did this to us. It's literally like this is our situation. Yeah. So can we use can we use a tool that we have to uh, to to make our situation maybe even just a little bit better? You know, just to like keep morale up because for for a guy like me, so my my wife is completely fine being at home. Like by like you know like just the two of so us like we're homebody, yeah. She's fine that way. I am. Uh, I'm. It's like day three, and I'm already like. You get you get a little cabin fever over there. Oh I'm not even not even cabin fever. I'm just like, man. I miss seeing my friends. Like I like I like I like going out and like yeah. doing things and that sort of thing. So I'm just. I you know my wife and I don't have kids yet, so we're you know we are we are very much a unit and we do things together. So being stuck at home with her is obviously to me it's a blessing. You know like. Be, having all that extra time that we would have, you know, be at work and stuff. That's fantastic. But there is the other side of it. That's like, man, I like seeing my buddies too, you know? And like yeah. my, my friends, like wives or her friends. So like being able to do those like group hangouts, like we normally would like not being able to do that because like I have a buddy's mom who is like just finished her radiation for cancer and stuff. Mm, so yep. like, it's like, it's, it's, is like i think it's what is the rule still like five or less like at least i think on like a national whatever like yeah. that's the, the recommendation or whatever so but we can't even do that with them because like we don't want to even give like a chance for him to pass it on to his yeah. mom perhaps yeah. so it's yeah everyone like you guys said everyone's situation is different but i do see the benefits of being able to be like all right everyone just slap the headset on and let's you know let's go yeah play rec room or, or like just even just hang out and like, you know, the like Oculus home or like the steam, you know, home VR or whatever, and just, you know, doodle around and, you know, whatever, you know, like just yeah. hang yeah. out. No, it makes, yeah. To, to your point. Uh, and then I'm oh, sorry. I have two things. One for your point and one for Ronnie's point. Like it's, it's funny because you, you mentioned that like in most science fiction, like lore, VR is this kind of <laughs> dystopian future. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, really interesting if uh if this ends up kind of shaking that narrative like completely yeah, and being kidding. like what if, what if vr is the savior of human connection right <laughs> what, if, what if it's viewed as like oh my gosh if we didn't have vr the world would actually be over you know what i Whoa, mean like so yeah. it's 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 kind of funny like if if it does end up playing that role in the next you know 18 to 24 months or however mm -hmm. long you know this kind of thing goes through um and then kind of speaking more broadly to your point ronnie about like, I totally get it. The fact that, like, you know, I think the fear that entire industries could collapse is definitely there because yeah. uh, a pandemic like this is so unprecedented in how it's um, it's really affected worldwide, uh, the worldwide economy. Um, but, you know, I, I think about the fact and, and, and again, it's funny because as this was a Vive podcast before, I'm sure there was a lot, you know, there's a lot of people who can clip us talking negatively about Facebook and how they were pouring money into things, you know, but it's like now it's like Facebook is potentially this savior of VR in a sense, because I don't think Facebook is going anywhere. If anything, Facebook has a lot to, um, a lot to gain from this. Uh, That's in the sense, what I was going to say. As, yeah. as far as like public imaging is concerned. So Facebook prior to, to, to this event wasn't looking great. Yeah. Uh, Facebook after this, <laughs> Huge potential to really like 
become, I mean, not only just a, like, yeah, a, a force mm -hmm. for social good. If all yeah. of a sudden sure. finding better and better ways for people to yeah. connect look, using look. the internet. But see, that's, that's also in Facebook's thing, right? Like the underbelly, the underbelly of Facebook is is data data protection and privacy, all right, which which they have failed at. But what yeah. Facebook has always said they were about was yeah. um, connecting people, right? Yeah. And so you know, this is a time when people are feeling very disconnected. So this is a time for them to really step up and kind of fill that void in multiple avenues, right? Like uh, for example, last night I just did a. 14 person uh, chat with my entire extended family on my mom's side of the family all throughout the world. Right. And we, we, we did that on Facebook messenger um, or however many people it was, but it, uh, you know, like I've been doing that. I've been doing WhatsApp chats or, you know, video chats with, with big groups of people. So like they, they're already filling that void. VR is still the future. You know what I mean? Like it's even if the, even if the industry technically collapses, it's still coming, right? Like nobody, yeah. nobody's going to be like, ah, you know what? We changed our mind. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. the technology, like those people, like, what they're working on is so compelling and so important that mm -hmm. it'll it'll get done so at some point. At it's some just, point, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I I feel I feel like with Facebook being kind of at the helm of you know one of the, one of the biggest or most popular headsets at this point. Uh, I I don't know. I just feel like it's it's not going to go anywhere. If anything, it could stall for you know, a, a certain amount of time, but I would say that it's stalling would be very much in line with how much the rest of the world stalls, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like all yeah. these other industries. So like, it wouldn't be anything that would be VR specific. It would just be, okay, kind of the world, the world took a step back during yeah. this time period. So that would be it, but I don't know. Uh, but it, and if, and if you're developing VR, like I said, I can't imagine if you were starting to get a motivational, laps mm -hmm. i feel like something like this is only going to like if you were an evangelist before i feel like oh yeah, yeah. Like people like us are have been out there for years kind of saying no trust me vr is really important it's going to be huge like i think those people are going to really double down we're going to be those people who are like we told you so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, 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 gotten a headset like yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so there, there's that, like, I, I feel like it's not gonna, like, it might be harder to get new people into VR in the short term, but I feel like an event like this will bring the enthusiasts further back. Yeah. My, even stronger. My, my, my fear though, sorry, just to wrap up one last point from what you were saying earlier. My, my one fear though, is that this could potentially decimate the uh, independent developer community. Because like you were talking about, if they need to go back to jobs or if they like the money's just not there right now, this could be tough, right? And and in that in that way, we may be getting only titles from uh, a Valve or from Facebook's you know, or Oculus no. store, which yeah, would, no, again, yeah. not not the worst thing in the world. But I think yeah. what we've de what you know, especially for us on this podcast, have discovered is the value that the independent community really brings, the independent development community, uh, yeah. just because there's like such outside of the box ideas. There's no restrictions, and people can really try whatever they want. Uh, so I hope that that essence isn't lost. And I I, I mean I hope yeah. that whole industry is side of the industry isn't lost. But you know, in in a sense, I hope that creativity still remains. My only playing devil's advocate to because I like I was the one that brought it up. Like I definitely mm -hmm. think it could be a, a factor. But playing devil's advocate, one could argue that indie developers 
weren't really making a ton of money already. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah so, true. so, so I'm just saying like a lot of, a lot of these are passion projects that people are doing in their spare time. And a lot of people have side jobs or, so I, I know things are going to be more challenging and people are going to have to buckle down, but at the same time, um, if people care about things, they're still going to be working on passion projects and true, yeah. like, and I, they might I have more time that, now too. Yeah. I'd say that we're in a, we're in a, in a community, like the VR is as a community is a very giving community. I'd say like, as far as these, I mean, these indie developers and a lot of the people I've been able to, to meet and speak with, I mean, they're just awesome people that are really, mm -hmm. you know, for the amount of hours they're putting into these projects to give out to people, they're really getting very little back in return. Like, mm -hmm. so, so I, so I just want to put out there that, um, you know, hopefully that stuff will continue to exist at least in small pockets because I, yeah. Cause I, cause I think that's, that stuff has been, I think I just don't mm -hmm. want to downplay the, the, what, what, how I'm trying to phrase it correctly. I don't want to downplay their sacrifice, like the indie development community sacrifices that have already been been, been ongoing yeah, for several true. several years now. So, no, that's very true. Yeah, definitely good point to bring up. So, yeah. all right, well, enough enough with the the doom and gloom. We're we're all just speculating here anyway. Oh. Um, let's let's uh, kind of shift gears to well, before we shift <laughs> gears to Alex, which I know we're excited to talk about. I think that there was something that Ronnie, you had brought up earlier about sanitizing your yeah, VR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think is really important to mention. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you want to go through that. I do have the sure. the upload VR article kind of pulled up here, but if you want to speak to it in broad terms, and I can kind of fill in the gaps, we can do that. Sure. So just broadly speaking, I mean, I saw on Twitter earlier that Upload VR had reached out to Oculus uh, just to see if they could comment on uh, what their official stance would be as far as you know what you need to do to clean a Quest or a Rift S and, and other headsets, uh, given, you know, sanitation concerns and all that sort of thing. And so Oculus came back with a list of these are steps that we believe you should take in order to sanitize uh, a headset. For me, I mean, you can go over the specific steps after, mm -hmm. after I mention this, but for me, I mean, my takeaway was it's very involved. Obviously, they want to make sure that you're doing a good job of cleaning the headset before you let people use it. I mean, I'm going to probably err on the side of uh, not, you know, passing my headset around to, to people. Mm -hmm. um, but but something that was important to know from what Oculus said that I didn't know previously was that they they do they say stay away from wiping your your headsets with anything alcohol based. Yeah. They, they were very specific about that, and they and and they go go into details uh, in the uh, instructions to say that alcohol based solutions of any kind can actually damage the lenses. So even if you were previously wiping down the lenses to clean them, that you don't want to use any kind of spray or or um, or like wipe that has mm -hmm. alcohol in it because that could potentially uh, ruin the lenses. So I, I just thought. You know, people are probably already concerned about making sure that their headsets are, are clean, mm -hmm. and and possibly a lot of people out there that didn't that aren't going to read Oculus's specific instructions yeah. might already be assuming I, that they they should clean off their headsets and they might be using Lysol and other mm -hmm. you know types of sprays without even thinking about could this ru potentially <laughs> yeah. ruin the well, device. 
there's definitely an obsession with hand sanitizer, rubbing alcohol and spray. Yeah, so like, no. at, at this at this point, like it's it's good that people know that this could potentially do damage and that yeah. there are alternative ways to clean it. So so yeah, so I mean if you want to read read through some yeah, of the instructions. I mean, just so over. just you know, the, the basic thing was and a, a lot of this is somewhat common sense too, but like wash your hands prior to using the headset and controllers, use uh, gloves while cleaning your headset, dispose of the gloves afterwards. Uh, between cleanings, wash your hands. Uh, here was the main part though, clean your devices, the headset controls and all other elements that might be touched um, with non-alcohol, non-abrasive antibacterial wipes. Uh, and when you're using these products, when you're using these products, uh, wet the surface until it's visibly wet and it should remain wet for about 10 minutes. You can dry it with a microfiber cloth or let it air dry afterwards. Um, but those are the specific kind of guidelines that were given from um, Oculus and upload through Upload VR. Yeah. So. so. No, it's good to know, and I, and I mean the the wait ten minutes thing. I think those are instructions on a lot of different types of products because yeah. I think what people don't always realize is just because you put something that's antibacterial on something, you kind of have to let it sit there to kill let the bacteria before you wipe it. So. Yeah, let it do. Um, but yeah, but no, and the non-abrasive. I feel like that's common sense too, because you don't want to scratch the lenses, but I just right. would have never thought of the alcohol actually doing damage to like the coating uh, on the lenses or anything like that. So I, I'm hoping that I, I haven't used any of those kind of products. Like I was trying to think back to how do I usually clean my lenses and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing, but yeah, good to know. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap this one up talking about probably the biggest thing in VR uh, news happening right now, but Half-Life Alex, it's out tomorrow. No delays, nothing. I think it's 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you will be able to start playing it is what I just read. So, Oh, man, 10 a.m. I'm going to be working tomorrow. So I, probably <laughs> won't. I, well, I mean, obviously, I have my I, I lunch mean, break that I can take. And then I already have my grips with the fact that they released it on a Monday. This should have been on a Friday. <laughs> that would have been nice. I mean, Damon had t joked with us in, in uh, text messages like previously, but I, I was almost like crossing my fingers, like, come on, like release it a couple days early, given the circumstances, <laughs> like everybody's off. Just let yeah, them. Everybody's and, off. Everybody's and, home. And, and, Dave, and Damon said something like, yeah, it would be the first, the first time in the history of the company that Valve released something early. Right. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you're right. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy hey, hey, that I get it's, around it's, Monday. It's, but... uh, it's unprecedented times right now, so you never know, right? Maybe they'll do a little <laughs> bit earlier than 10 a.m. tomorrow. But Dude, uh, one, one, could, one could argue this stuff was like a foreseen consequence to to try to true, to try yeah. to no no I'm I'm joking, but uh, foreseen <laughs> <laughs> to prevent like a new Half Life from coming out, like 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 yeah, nature is doing what it can Nate to see doing, if they can to... if they can stop Valve at all costs <laughs> from releasing a new Half Life game. That's good. Yeah. Cool, well, so Ronnie, I know you're excited. We've probably talked previously on on uh, other episodes about uh, Half Life, your experience with Half Life, and you know the upcoming Half Life, Alex, that you're excited about. John, are you are you big into Half Life? Or are you planning to get the game? So, all right. So here's my my thing with Half Life. I uh, when in, when like the initial games were coming out, I did have friends that would play them, but we were. I mean, I was much younger. I'm I'm 24. So when those were coming out, like I was more into like. I don't know, like the GameCube and like Lego Star Wars and yeah, you know, sure. yeah. and games like that on GameCube um, versus you know like like something like Half Life. However, I uh, I I watched the trailer yesterday because I do like I know you guys specifically have really been hyping it up and like are really excited about it and Damon more so than anyone else I think. But like 
I it's like see, seeing that makes me think, okay, well, I need to at least look at look into this. And yeah. just looking at it yesterday and uh, on Steam and just watching through some of the trailers and stuff, I was like, whoa, this this really does look crazy good. Um, however, the thing that I'm running into right now is like. I saw, you know, I saw a couple games yesterday that were, you know, on sale for like a really good price. And I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and grab those. So I grabbed those. And then I was looking at Half-Life and I was like, man, it's still like 55 bucks. And I was like, I, I, don't, know. Know if, I don't know if I'm going to drop that right now. And I know if you've yeah. got an index, you go, you like get the game, right? Um, yeah. I'm just not, in, I'm not in that boat either, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, I probably, I will get it. It'll probably be once there's a sale eventually, like it'll probably be a little down the road for me, but um, I'm very interested to hear, you know, kind of mm -hmm. what the general consensus is and stuff. And is it, it's, it's a complete new installment, right? It's not like a, like a, is it a continuation or like how, like, how is that? I mean, I think story-wise it kind of continues off from, but it is, it is its own separate thing. Like they, okay. Like it, it, it's technically a prequel because it takes place, I think, between Half Life One and Two. Okay. But it fills in some blanks and, and potentially, I, I feel like they've hinted that maybe at some point there may be some things in there that will connect in some way to the future of Half Life. So that's what. So, but I mean, Valve is really tricky when it comes to this stuff. Like they're very good storytellers, at least in past Half Life games. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if there's any time related elements like maybe part of it is in the past and maybe at some point somehow things move to the future like i, I really don't know i have no idea but they've hint but there have been hints that not that that this could you know lead to some next steps in the franchise yeah, so yeah. but yeah i mean you're gonna have plenty of time to also see people's reactions to it and so yeah i think for people on the fact like i'm i'm for vr games obviously like there aren't that many $60 games. So I usually don't have to worry about that. Um, but the, yeah, the, getting used to pricing in VR makes me more hesitant to purchase like non VR titles that are 60 bucks. Cause you look at those prices yeah, and when you start sure. getting used to the, the smaller, you're like, man, 60 bucks is a lot, but there's a lot of game here. It I've, I've been oh, told it's sure. like 20, it's like around 20 hours, probably 15 to 20, yeah, probably. Uh, absolutely like yeah, i'm legit I'm, yeah so so i think it's going to be one of those things yeah wait to see how people react to it like i definitely don't there's for anyone interested uh there was a recent video that was put out by ign where they interviewed gabe newell and another developer uh like one of the guys from the half-life alex team uh, mm -hmm. about the game leading up to its release like this is just a few days ago and they talk about the game quite a bit and they kind of talk about you know, their motivation for it and a lot of that. And I mean, they sound like they're super excited about it. Like they have no financial reason to really have to release games. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they're more excited about seeing what people say about the game almost than they are about the money that is going to come it's in from the, like they yeah. could, they yeah. kind of could care less, like from their point of view, it sounds like, it sounds like they're not that concerned about, about, the making profits from the game like they they that's not why they're releasing it because they're they make so much money from steam and so much money from other from other sources of revenue yeah that for them when they release a, a game like this they're more concerned about are we are we right about our bets on vr mm -hmm. are we right about mm -hmm. are we are we right that we're doing something here that 
is special and new and people are going to, you know, be part of people yeah. are going to go crazy. So, I, so I think more so for them than, than like just numbers of people that are going to be buying the game. That's why they, they gave it out to so many people that already had, like they could have easily just made everyone buy it. And I don't think if they wouldn't have set that precedent by giving it away to people that had the index, like they didn't, they hadn't promised anybody that, Hey, when you buy the index, you're also make it half-life like originally oh yeah the, right so, so so that just goes to show you like for them it's not going to be about at the end of the day this was a success because we made x dollars or y dollars it's going to be did what did reviewers say what did fans say what mm -hmm. was the feedback we got from this and whether it's good or bad like that's what they're concerned at. like like if it's bad they're going to make changes to what they were focusing on. If it's really good, they're going to double down on some of that stuff. And they're really going to, like, I think for them, they're just really, really excited to get this into the world. And they're hoping that people are going to love it. So, so I think, so that's really exciting. To, so, so the reason I'm bringing that up is because I think like for people out that are big VR supporters, I, I, I feel like if, if you're not sure or if $60 is a lot right now, just wait and see. Wait and see, yeah. And, 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 and get it at a later date if you need to, given the, if you don't have 60 bucks to spend right now, you know, wait a month, wait two months, like just whenever you, cause I think obviously there's people out there that they're not going to want to wait two hours. They're going to get it immediately. But oh, then there's people sure. on, I, so, so I'd say if you're in that camp that man, like, I don't know if I can, you know, afford this right now, given the financial situation that we're in and all of that stuff. I'd say don't feel pressured to support a game like this just because, you know, I'm a big VR enthusiast and I have to buy every purchase, yeah. like do it when it makes sense for you. And I, and Valve will be just fine. And, <laughs> oh, for sure. hope, yeah. and, and hopefully, and hopefully everybody, uh, hopefully the game comes out and it's going to be amazing. And, you know, you, we'll get to play it when, when we get to play it. So yeah. I'm, well, yeah, we'll, I'm, we'll, we'll yeah. try to do, uh, you know, I, I need, I still need to get the game myself, but we'll try to do a review on here. And obviously, John, you can ask Ronnie about his experiences because he and Damon yeah. will be on that at oh, 10 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Like I said, I, I had the option, like granted, who knows when all these quarantine things are going to end. But uh, when I traveled, part of the, part of the allure of the quest and getting uh, Oculus Link was, oh man, won't it be great that if I'm in a bind and I need to travel, uh, I could just bring my computer and the quest and not have to set up base stations and all that kind of thing. And given that Half-Life is coming out tomorrow, I was like, man, all right, I'm going to take down these base stations. I'm packing it up with me. <laughs> I, I have to play this on the index. And so, yeah, sure enough, I have base stations in, in our bedroom here. And um, yeah, because who knows how when I'm going to be, but I'm ready. So Ready I have my go. whole valve index, you know, outside, like, cause I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm bunkering down outside of our home where I'm, I'm with in-laws. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going to be for the foreseeable future, but there's a lot more room here and we're able to space out. So we're, we're good here, but uh, Ronnie, you, you've been waiting decades for this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it's excited. So I can't, like I said, watching the, Oh, and another, like for people out there that haven't watched that IGN, uh, video with Gabe Newell like it's it's definitely worth watching because he talks about you know what they've been excited about leading up to the release and all of that something really cool that he mentioned that I just thought it would be worth sharing I mean a lot of what he like I guess side projects that, th that he's worked on 
at Valve, uh, in addition to this VR specific stuff, is just like neural computer link, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're working on that stuff. And something he just mentioned is he said, we're a lot closer to the ma realizing the matrix than I think people realize. Mm. And he was just, <laughs> yeah. And, just, and, 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 and he, and, and just one of the, some of the things that, that uh, they've learned in their research, for example, they're, they're obviously in early stages, just experimenting with all kinds of stuff. But for example, he said, you'd be surprised. It's a lot easier to interface with the brain when it comes to visual and audio introductions like like images like directly putting images and audio into the brain uh -huh. like this is what he was saying he said it's a lot easier to do that than it is to try to tell someone that their body is cold or hot hmm. and he just said he said these are things that they're learning it's like things that you would think are complicated interacting with the brain are some things are not and other things that you would think are simple are complicated because more is going on with your body to tell your brain that you're cold than necessarily what the inputs that your eyes are would be sending to to show you imaging and all this stuff. like so oh, literally right. these are the kind of things that they're experiencing. So I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's like the Black Mirror that came out like in this last little like that what they were only like three or four maybe, but like they just put the little the little thing on the side of their temple and instead of instead of it you know being a headset or whatever, it's literally just like this little thing and then they just kind of like slump back in their chair and they're you know they're totally in a different game um they're like a world <laughs> not even just a game but it's literally like yeah. like just fully realized you know no no screen nothing it's just it's all happening there which is yeah that's bizarre <laughs> yeah that's bizarre so anyways uh, so, yeah. so that's some of what Valve is currently working on so i think they're, cool. I, th I think they'll be busy in the quarantine yeah. I'm sure they will. Well, if anyone at Valve hears this, uh, you could hook your boy up with an index. That would be killer. <laughs> insane both. No kidding. All right, guys. Uh, all right. Well, this was fun. Um, let's uh, let's plan to recap again soon. Guys, stay safe for everyone listening out there. Uh, make sure you're practicing good, proper VR hygiene <laughs> basics. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be. I think we'll be doing hopefully more episodes here and uh, we'll be talking about half-life Alex soon since we're all kind of locked down and hopefully going to be in VR more than usual. So um, yeah. until next time guys, stay safe and we will catch you all very, very soon. Bye.